Hello, freedom seekers, and welcome to the EPOP podcast, episode one of season three. Season three's theme is lifestyle freedom success. And today's episode is called Our Journey to Lifestyle Freedom. What are the top three most popular countries in the world for digital nomads? Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way Yes, I am pointing to you, Heather. You kept pointing <laughs> yourself saying like, me, me? Like, yes, you. The only other person in the room that I'm talking to, you have been to all three all of three these countries. countries. Okay. Well, I would say Mexico. Mexico. Woo. Number one, actually. Mm, okay. Inexpensive. 14% of all digital nomads in this survey, of course. So take these to the grain of salt because digital nomad facts, location independence facts. We'll talk about this in a second. You know, it, it's a little sometimes hard to wrangle people just by the nature of uh, <laughs> of the beast. But uh, Mexico, 14% of people who had been in this survey of like 4,000 people were in Mexico. Okay. Um, Portugal. Oh. Portugal. Number three at 8%. So number two we're looking for. We're looking for number two. I mean, this should be a no-brainer. And actually would have been my guess as the number one spot. Oh, really? I don't know why I'm having trouble with it then because I don't know. I mean, (laughs) can you give me a clue as to what It's in Southeast Asia. Oh, I don't know why I was completely not thinking about Asia at all, I guess, just because it's been so long since we've been there, but obviously Thailand. Thailand, (laughs) Thailand is number two. So we have Mexico at 14%, Thailand at 11, and then Portugal at eight. All those places sharing some commonalities, at least as far as usually nice weather, sun, by the beach. Um, So there you have it, the top three most popular countries for digital nomads. And we are talking about lifestyle freedom over this season for a few very important reasons. One, and and probably the most important reason, is the fact that by us achieving lifestyle freedom, and we're going to dive into what that word means in today's episode, a a lot we're going to dive into what that word means, has been one of, if not the biggest factor to us being able to lead the life that we want and has been a complete 180 degrees from what we would be able to do if we were in maybe, let's call it a normal lifestyle, which would be working a regular job and things like that. So as we are going to break down for you today, we're going to talk about our journey. And when we did our season one and we talked about our our journey to short-term rental success, we're going to do a similar thing here where we give you the broad strokes of what our journey looked like to be able to get to what we call now lifestyle freedom. The reason we're doing this now is because our Paradise Pack, if you're unfamiliar with that, that is a bundle sale of the world's best courses and eBooks 
that are out there to help you gain lifestyle freedom if you're someone who's just starting out. Uh, that is launching March 29th through April 4th, 2022. So if you're listening to this, uh, when it co- when it first comes out, it's either right on the horizon or it's live. So the Paradise Pack is out there. You can go to uh, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise to hear all about that. Um, and the leading up to that, Heath, a, a massive, crazy, really cool, I'm giving it a drum roll because it's that important. I mean, it's epic. Epic, and we don't use that word lightly, a <laughs> giveaway that we are running, and that is called the Unleash Your Lifestyle giveaway. And it's, I mean, am, am I allowed to enter to win? Because no. I feel like... <laughs> What if I won? That would be so cool. It, it's that whole, it's that whole red tape stuff that you always hear of, like, um, or fine print, like, you know, employees of the company and family members are not allowed to win. But it's that amazing that I, I would love to win this. Yeah. So you guys may have heard about it at the beginning of this show. Um, at, we put an advertisement right in the beginning. If you, if you haven't yet, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway, but the unleash your lifestyle giveaway. We, we said, how can we go big? What can we do? How can we give someone lifestyle freedom? And we decided what were the components that you need in order to have lifestyle freedom. You need to have the plane tickets to get around the world. So we're giving around, we're giving one lucky person and a partner. This so there's going to be two of them. So unreal. I cannot believe that this is part of the giveaway. Yeah. We're giving them two round the world plane tickets. So you get to decide where you're going to go. You know, there's some uh, things like that. You'll work with our our, our company, Airtrex, or uh, our, what do I say, friend company, uh, Airtrex. <laughs> Sponsored company. Sponsor company, Airtrex, to, to pick that out. So two round-the-world plane tickets, two Tortuga backpackers, backpacks. And Wait, there are Tortuga backpackers? No, what? two Tortuga backpacks <laughs> and packing cubes, $1,000 of Airbnb gift cards, $600 of the best travel clothing out there with Bluffworks, and also you'll win two Paradise Packs, which is the educational component. So if you go on this trip and you want it to be your lifestyle, you can make that happen. You can use these the Paradise Pack to make this a sustainable thing. So that is happening March 20th through March 27th, 2022. So if you're listening live, get in extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway. Share that with friends and family because the more you share, the more entries you get. So the better chance you have of winning. Yes. And you know, the paradise pack never happens again in the same form. It's always different every time you do it. And we haven't even done it in two years. Has it been? It's been three years. 2019 was last time we did it. And I'm not sure if you're planning to even do it again in the future. So this is kind of like a comeback edition as, you know, just like friends and. Oh, please don't say that. (laughs) Not just like friends, but we are bringing it back in 2022. And uh, yes, it once it's a seven-day sale. Once it's gone, it is gone forever. So remember, the giveaway, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway. And then to check out the Paradise Pack, it's extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. All right, so this season, episode one, the one you're listening to right now, we're going to talk about our journey to lifestyle freedom. So we're going to give you the, the whole scope of the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that happened to get us to where we are today. And kind of like a timeline as well. And it's so funny because... A, a lot of our timeline began in Asia and in Southeast Asia. And it's just been so long since we've been there that I can't believe Thailand wasn't at the forefront of my mind because we love it there so much. But yeah, it just seems like very far away right now. <laughs> Episode two is going to be the biggest perks of the lifestyle of lifestyle freedom. So that's going to be episode two. 
Episode three, the best lifestyle freedom trips we've taken. Episode four is going to be lifestyle freedom hotspots we want to visit. So these are places we haven't been, but we're like, oh my gosh, this is where we would love to go and travel to and lead this lifestyle of freedom. Episode five, what does the future of lifestyle freedom hold for us? Episode six, we're going to do an ask us anything. So your questions about this lifestyle and about how we got to it are going, we're going to be answering there. And then episode seven and episode eight is a, are going to be roundtable discussions that I did with people who are part of the Paradise Pack, contributors who have put courses in the Paradise Pack, discussing with them their journey to lifestyle freedom. So you're going to get to hear from other people who... Um, all across the world who have built various different businesses, do various different things, but have all been able to achieve lifestyle freedom. So that's the season that we got coming up for you. Uh, They're going to be released one a day for eight days. So we're building into this one a day for eight days. So if you love to be able to binge these, um, you're going to be able to get to that to an extent, but we're not releasing all on the same day. So one a day for eight days, building into the giveaway and the launch of the Paradise Pack. So as we get going though, and I think one of the things we have to discuss are, are a bit of the vocabulary that we have used or that's been around this niche for a while. And the very first word have is this idea of a digital nomad. Yes. And, you know, this is just somebody who's able to work from anywhere, who wants to travel around. And the only reason that we kind of shied away from this is because after we were nomadic for a couple of years, we decided we didn't want to be nomadic. So maybe some of you out there do want to be nomadic. You want to just travel extensively every day of the year. Um, But if you don't, then that's why we try to start using the term more like location independence because it doesn't matter if you are at a home base and able to leave whenever you want or if you want to be traveling more. It just depends on whichever style. Yeah, Yeah. whatever suits you. So yeah, digital nomad is basically, I think most people know what that is by now in 2022. Yeah, so we shied away from it for a bit because I think in the beginning when people heard it, they thought they had to be nomadic and actually, the the intro fact that I'm going to give you next episode is is it is eye opening to me. So there was this this idea of young, early twenties, laptop nomadic, nowhere to live, just out and about. And sure, that is a digital nomad. But I think now it's gotten in a lexicon where people are saying, okay, there are a lot of versions of digital nomad. It doesn't have to be nomadic, as you mentioned. And one of the terms and the reason we like to talk about lifestyle freedom is that we believe lifestyle of freedom is made up of three components. And that is called the tri- That is what we call the triangle of freedom. So if you hear us saying this over the season, the triangle of freedom is time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. And if you have all three of those, time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom, we believe that equals lifestyle freedom, the, the ability to live the lifestyle that you want life on your own terms. Does that always mean it's perfect? No. Does that always mean it's easy? Definitely not. But it does mean that you are getting to call the shots and you are getting to, as your life changes and what you what you need changes and what you want changes, you're getting to be the one deciding that versus something else. Usually for a lot of you listening, it's a job, right? That's this big weight that a lot of people carry around and say, I can't travel as much as I want because of a job, or I can't work the hours I want because of a job, or you know I'm beholden to this job for my paycheck, and so that keeps me there. So 
for a lot of you, it's this job is a big component as to what is taking away from your lifestyle freedom. That's why inside the Paradise Pack, what we teach people and help people do is figure out a way to make a career or a job so that they can have these freedoms, whether it's starting their own business, whether it's freelancing, whether it's even working for a remote company, but that gives them more freedom of their lifestyle. So whether you're someone who wants to be a digital nomad, someone who is already a digital nomad, or someone who might not want to take the leap into that lifestyle all the way, but is interested in having more freedom in your life, these sessions and this season is going to be exactly what you need to jumpstart that and and start thinking about it and changing your mindset around what your lifestyle truly can be. And so for us, what we want to do is give you a journey into what our life used to look like and now what our life looks like. So we're going to we're going to take it all the way back to 2005 when we graduated college and and just take you through to present day to 2022. Yeah, so we will be answering a lot of your questions throughout this season, especially in the Ask Us Anything episode. But already a couple of you have asked on Instagram, you know, like, what did we do before we became entrepreneurs? And when we graduated from university, Travis and I both went to school to become teachers and in fact to teach history and (laughs) high school history high school history yes so travis jumped right in and began teaching for like two years three years three years um i was after remember every day of those three years (laughs) after college i was actually a nanny full-time and i did that for quite a few years as well so i didn't actually start teaching anywhere um Um, And I just, I just did that full time. Yeah. So we were teachers and really for me, what happened, and I think for you too, Heth, was that I, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, I'm three years into what is typically a 30 year career. And there was absolutely no way I was going to make it 30 years. There was a lot of stuff I liked about teaching. And so if you're sitting there saying, well, I don't hate my job, that that's fine. Um, I didn't hate my job either. There were, there were things I really liked about it. I liked working with students. I liked having summers off, (laughs) having summers off. I liked the teachers that I was working with. I liked the idea of teaching itself and imparting knowledge, but there was a lot that I didn't like waking up at a certain time, being in a school for, you know, eight hours a day, only having summers off. I know that sounds like, oh, boo hoo, but I mean, you couldn't not travel during the school year much at all. There was just not much flexibility in your lifestyle. And so I just looked ahead and said, there's no way I'm going to make it 30 years. It's just, it, it, I, I can't, I'm already getting bored with this. I'm already feeling hemmed in by this. I'm only one tenth of the way there. What am I going to do? And I decided to go back to grad school to get a degree in sports management. And my goal was to be an athletic director or either work for like a professional sports team or be an athletic director at the college level. Um, and at this point in time, Travis was very obsessed with sports i mean when we first started dating and we were in college there would be days he wouldn't even talk to me because like there were games on for example right now it's the ncaa tournament smart madness and back in the day you would literally just oh, yeah. sequester yourself with your friends four best days of the year the first and, four like, days you'd of have the a big slumber party and just watch the tournament and and hang out like literally i don't even know if you would answer a phone call if i called i mean <laughs> I don't even know if we had cell phones then, but why would I? Um, But yes, and so I was very into sports and that's what I wanted to do. I went to grad school. I did a year program there, got my degree. um, But what, and and 
spoiler alert, obviously do not work in the sports world now. But what that did was I decided somewhere in there that I wanted to go and do an internship abroad. I don't know. I cannot pinpoint why this happened. Um, you and I didn't travel that much at that point, but I just started feeling this pull to go international. Even though everyone said, if you want to work in sports, like don't go international, stay in the U S you know, the most of the money in sports is there, but I went to Switzerland and I lived in Switzerland for four months doing an internship. And that was like an aha moment of, okay, we had traveled a little bit, but living in Switzerland was completely different. And I came back and said to you, I want to live abroad. Like, is this something you would want to do to try to live abroad? And you said... Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, of course I said yes. You know, we'd always loved traveling, but we didn't know, like a lot of you out there, we didn't know how we could make it feasible. We didn't have tons of money to just take trips all the time. You know, we'd only been out of college a couple of years, so we were trying to build our careers. And, you know, we were like, okay, well, what's a way that we can travel and live abroad? And so because we have teaching degrees, then we were like, okay, well, we could teach in another country. Yeah. And so at that point, it came down to either trying to find a job in sports abroad or teaching abroad. And it was just easier for us to find a job teaching abroad because that was our background. Um, prior to that, though, when I came back from Switzerland, I did spend time <laughs> as a vacuum cleaner salesman. You sure did. So this was me really testing out this entrepreneurial side that I didn't, I had never considered myself an entrepreneur. I had never done anything. I just knew that I didn't want a regular job. Yeah. To the point where you almost kept selling vacuum cleaners instead of taking, you know, a temporary, but stable teaching job, teaching job that was like a six month Yes. Stint basically. And you're like, well, hmm, I would have health insurance, which I need because I need knee surgery and I would have stability and a stable income for six months. But yet I might rather sell vacuum cleaners door to but door. And this is what I think the point of this that hits home is I didn't know what lifestyle freedom was. I didn't know about the triangle of freedom. I didn't know about the word digital nomad. You know, this was 2009. Nine, this was obviously I knew people out there making money online and having websites and stuff, but I had no idea how to do that. But the the draw was so strong in me to not have a regular job because I knew there was no way I was going to make that work for the rest of my life that I was selling vacuum cleaners door to door. Did I like it? Of course not. But it, it, it did allow me to make my own schedule. So I had some time freedom. It did allow me feasibly location freedom because I could do it from anywhere, you know, <laughs> now and financial freedom. I never got, I wasn't successful enough to like get to that. How many point. vacuum cleaners did you sell? I think like two or three and they're called cleaning systems by the way. <laughs> but you know, it was this draw that I was like, I got to make something else work. So long story short, sold vacuum cleaners, did go back and teach for six months, basically so I could get knee surgery. I'd blown out my knee in college, uh, in grad school, and I had to get knee surgery. So I did that. And then we moved to Japan and we decided we were going to teach English in Japan. And we did that for two years. Yes. And that started in 2010 and we stayed until 2012. And so during that time, you know, when we were in Japan, a lot of people, when they would go into this program, the jet program, and they would teach them like, okay, I'm either going to, you know, go here and just teach and maybe like save up a lot of money. Or they were like us and we're like, yeah, I mean, maybe we could save money or maybe we could just use pretty much all of our money to travel around Asia and, and Australia or any countries that are close to this side of the world. Because from the East Coast of the U.S., you know, we're about as far away as we can get in Japan. Yeah, this was by far the biggest 
change we had ever made in our life. And it was a one-year contract that, that you could renew each year. So we did renew for two years. But we also knew that it was not a forever thing. We weren't, when we first went, we weren't even sure if we we're going to do a second year. We ended up doing that. But very quickly after the first year, we knew that the second year was, that was it. So we were on a bit of a time crunch at least it's like, okay, well, this part of our life is over. This is just a, you know, at that point we, we saw it almost as like a hiatus, but we didn't know what was going to happen on the other side. You know, it wasn't setting yeah. us. Like, it what's wasn't the moving. plan after this? We didn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we, it wasn't moving us ahead in a career. Well, at least we didn't think so. We, we just said, this will be a fun experience. And we did that. And so then I remember sitting there thinking, well, what can we do? Like we just taught two years in Japan or we're coming up to the end of our second year in Japan. What are we going to do? The only real skills we have are teaching. You know, the only background we have is teaching degree. I knew I couldn't get a job in sports unless I was starting at the very bottom of, of the rung of the ladder there. I didn't want to do that. We were almost, we were 29 at that point. And so I started looking for jobs and I thought this was the out that was going to provide us the lifestyle we wanted. And I'll tell you why it didn't in a second, but I started looking to become a teacher at international schools around the world, you know, and we started applying for different jobs. Both of us had a teaching degree. So we thought, okay, well we could work at these international schools. There was, you know, there's international schools all over the world. And we thought, all right, well that's even if it's teaching and we know we don't want to teach forever, that is a lot different than going home to suburban Philadelphia, getting a white picket fence and just teaching for 30 years. Yeah, you know, we district. wanted to see more of the world and experience other cultures and countries. And so, you know, we thought, OK, well, if we if we have to teach, then this is the best option for us to be able to live a lifestyle that we want. Yeah. So we started applying at a bunch of different schools and a friend of mine worked at the American School of Rio in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And they needed. We still have yet to be to even go to Brazil. Yes, I've never <laughs> been to Brazil. Never been there. Um, and uh, his name's Christian, and he was the English teacher there. And I re and they had a position. He was like tenth grade English teacher. They had a position open that would be the tenth grade history teacher. So would have got to work with a friend. They give you like a two bedroom apartment on Ipanema Beach. You know, you was get the apartment on the beach. He said it was on the beach. <laughs> I mean, listen, All right. it was closer to the beach and we were in Japan. I'll tell you that. Um, they give you Brazilian holidays often and U.S. holidays, you know, and I think the starting pay was like $55,000 a year, which is good for a teacher. And so we're sitting there thinking, okay, this is, this is great. Like this is a best case scenario. Applied to a bunch of schools, got the job offer at the American School of Rio. And I remember sitting there and you and I had a discussion and we're like, do we want to do this? It sounds perfect on paper. And we just said, well, we don't want to commit to two years, like two full years in another country. We were just coming up on our two-year anniversary in Japan, and we knew we were leaving. And we said, oh, Brazil would be cool, but I don't know if I want to do two years there. Yeah, and at this point, you had already started. I mean, you kind of buried the lead on this one. You'd already started the extra pack of peanuts block. Like you started that in January of 2012. I did, um, but it was, and this this application process, this interview was probably three or four months after I started the blog. So it, it hadn't, it certainly hadn't been monetized. It wasn't making any money, but we sat down and we both just said, I don't think we want to take this teaching job. And at that point we we're like, uh-oh, because- this was about as good an offer as we were going to get. And we essentially said, all right, we're not employable as teachers anymore. Like if we're not willing to take this <laughs> yeah. job. What are we going to do? And that's when 
I decided, we decided together, like we're going to make a go at trying to make extra pack of peanuts a feasible thing. Mind you, knowing nothing about how that was going to happen. It's not like we were making money from it or anything like that. Just saying, well, I really enjoy blogging about frequent flyer miles. Uh, We know we're leaving here in August. It's, you know, probably April. We got to figure out a way to make this work. Yeah. And I think, you know, now there are so many, I mean, people are still blogging, but there are also so, there's so much information about, you know, how to start a blog, how to monetize a blog, all this stuff. I mean, back in 2010, 2011, 2012, there, I don't know that there were really a lot of strategies out there to just like give people a guideline of how to make this happen as much as there is 12 years later. Certainly a lot less information and a lot more figuring it out. And that's one of the reasons we do the Paradise Pack. And one of the reasons we're doing this whole season is so that if you're sitting in the same spot that I was sitting in, Heather and I were sitting in, in 2012, where we're like, we want to make this lifestyle, like we want a different lifestyle. We want free the lifestyle freedom, but we have no idea how to do it. Our hope is that you hear our story, can pull stuff out from that. You grab the Paradise Pack, you have the resources to do that, and that you get a, a kickstart with a lot less blood, sweat, tears, time wasted, <laughs> money wasted than than for us. So we we came. So we decided. All right, EPOP's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I said I need to make three thousand dollars a month by the time we get home in August to 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 do this full time because that will replace what I would get if I was just like a very entry level job when we came home to America. Um, was it making $3,000 a month by August? Ah, so, so. It was getting close enough. And so we came home and I started working full time on EPOP. That was August of 2012. And you decided that you were basically going to like carry us by getting a quote unquote regular job. Yeah. I mean, we were still traveling a lot by then. We had moved back in with your parents um, because we we owned a home at the time, but it was rented out. We had rented out while we were in Japan. So we're like, okay, well, let's just, you know, stay with the parents for a couple of months while we figure out, you know, where we're going to travel to and what our jobs are going to be. So it was a little bit hard at that time to find a full-time job because you'd be like, oh, there's like a mistake fare for $150 to Italy. Let's go. Oh, you know, so we were still very much living a nomadic lifestyle. So I would just pick up jobs here and there, you know, like I nannied back in my 20s. So I still like knew some people who needed babysitting and nanny. So I would do that some of the time. I ended up working retail at J. Crew, which was pretty flexible because I could just come and go as I please. And again, none of these jobs i mean travis is carrying us but we were like really not making very much money now, at all and and <laughs> when we talk about triangle freedom we talk about location freedom time freedom and financial freedom it's very hard to try to go after all three of those at one point and and in that time even again we didn't know the triangle freedom exists that's something it's just we've we've come up with since then but at that time our priority was location freedom it was how much how can we travel as much as possible and so we were doing that and epop started to make some money we won't go into air, air, all the details but on my 30th birthday on january 3rd 2013 um we got some bad news we were, we were making money as credit card affiliates long story short 
Um, one of the companies that we were working with wanted us to do some of the stuff, some stuff that we didn't feel morally comfortable with. They decided to cut us. And at that point, the month before in December, 2012, I had made $6,000 with the site. And I was like, I have, we have made it. Like we are killing it. <laughs> this is the entrepreneur life. Here we go. Like off to the stratosphere. And it went from $6,000 to $0, just like in the blink of an eye, one email, they said, Hey, uh, you're not willing to do what we want you to do, so we're not going to work with you. And that I got that email on my birthday. We canceled my 30th birthday. Heather was like, "No, no, we're going to have people come." Over. I said, "I'm not talking to a soul." I was that was as devastated as I've ever been in my life because I truly thought that we were on this upward trajectory. That it, you know, in my head, it was like this was the path forward. And we were doing it and we had worked really hard for it for a whole year to build this up. And it came all, it was all taken away from us. And um, yeah, that was really tough. We'll call that the dark ages. Maybe (laughs) It didn't last so long, maybe like six to 12 months. (laughs) Yeah. Well, remember we told you we were going to live with my parents for a little bit uh, that those couple months became a year and it took a little while for, for us to find our feet again, because the way we had built the business was was around one thing. And what really pushed us off was in June of 2013. So that would be seven Six months, months after, later, yeah. after this uh, email that we got that shook our world. Um, I went to a conference called the World Domination Summit. And I met with a buddy named Jacob Sokol. And he said to me, Trav, you got to figure out a way to make money. Uh, super simple advice, but super important. Like you got to figure out a way to make money. You're writing blog posts. We had started the podcast by that point. It was just new. And he said, don't record another podcast. Don't write another blog post until you figure out how to make money with this business. Because if you don't, you're going to have to go look for a full-time job. And in fact, I was spending 60 hours a week working on the site. You were working so hard. I mean, you would just go into this makeshift office, which was basically your dad's, you know, like hunting room <laughs> and there was just like stuff everywhere and you'd sit at a fold out desk up in like this attic office and just work and I mean I hardly ever saw you you were working so hard I was but working, we were making no yeah, money I was working about 60 hours a week if I had to guess maybe even what's more what's the quote that people are like oh you become an entrepreneur to quit your nine to five so you can work 24 7 I mean that is how it felt during that time yeah, and I was working really hard and we were making maybe a thousand dollars a month, fifteen hundred dollars a month from the site. And uh I was I was I didn't know what I didn't know, but when Jacob said you gotta find a way to make money, I was like, I've had this idea for a, a, a course to teach people about frequent fire miles forever. I'm just going to launch it. And I came home from that conference, I launched it in three days. It's called Frequent Fire Boot Camp. We sold it for many, many years. Some of you listening may have gone through it. Uh it, it did really well eventually, but I launched that course. I remember I think 12 people signed off right at the be right in the beginning. So I think it was like $179 for the course. Um, and so I made the same amount of money in three days launching that course as I had the whole month before. And it was a eye-opening experience. Now that doesn't mean everything was perfect after that, but I thought, wow, okay, Jacob was right. I just have to figure out a way to make money with with what we're doing. And um that then led us a, a year later for Jason and I to launch the very first Paradise Pack of June 2014. And when we did that, uh, we had moderate success with the very first one. No one had any idea what it was. You know, we were asking people to come be a part of this bundle sale that we had never met. And some people said yes. And I would say that I can't remember the exact numbers, but each of us probably made about $10,000 
of profit for this seven day sale. Now, granted, it was a lot of work to put together. It's not, you know, just because people can buy it for seven days doesn't mean we weren't doing a lot of work, you know, before and after it. But Jason and I both made about $10,000. And I remember that was the first time June 2014 after starting this blog, January 2012. So we're two and a half years in where I was like, oh my gosh, we have a little bit of breathing room. Like we're not just scrimping by hoping for the next little thing. Like this gives us a tiny bit of a buffer. Yeah. You know, that was like a pretty exciting time. And, you know, off of the success of that, you're like, well, I wonder if there's something that we could do that would help people not just, you know, with the Paradise Pack, giving them the tools on their own, but a community because, you know, it's lonely out there being an entrepreneur. And, you know, we went to a couple conferences and then we ended up meeting other entrepreneurs and you met Jason and, you know, because of that, we started getting support, but it took a long time. So then you and Jason were like, well, maybe we could start something that would be community-based where people could just automatically come into a community with a support system to help them on this journey because we're two and a half, three years in now. And if we could if we could just fast surpass, yeah, fast track the th- first three years of like pretty tough times, you know, that would be ideal. Yeah, we... We got lucky because we met at a conference and we stayed in touch and then we decided to do this project together. But as I mentioned, it was two and a half years from when I started my very first thing. And so thought, well, what if we hadn't gotten lucky? What if we hadn't met? What if I had walked down the stairs five minutes earlier and we hadn't run into each other? Like what would have happened? And so I thought, well, let's try to take the guesswork out of it and just have each other like surround each other with with people who are trying to do it as well. And so we launched the Location Indie Community in February of 2015, and that's still going strong. And that's been one of the the biggest things we've done over our entrepreneurial journey is the Location Indie Community. Uh, That and the EPOP podcast are the two longest running things we've ever done. And so, you know, during that time from 2012 to 2015, when it was difficult, I mean, and it did, it's not like we snapped our fingers and it was done then, but we were also traveling a lot. And this brings me back to another point that we're going to touch on as we go through this season, that it was really difficult to try to prioritize traveling as much as possible and traveling fast and doing it, you know, um, that doing it spontaneously, like travel was the main purpose of our life then, and I wouldn't change it. But again, when we were prioritizing location freedom and seeing as much as we could, that meant the business became hard to grow because it was hard to focus on two things or almost impossible to focus on two things. And so in August of 2015, you were the one who realized this, that we were getting burnt out on traveling because it just was, it was like treading water with everything. We were traveling and enjoying the travel, but the business was like never growing and we were just barely keeping our head above yeah, water. Yeah, and, and to pull back the curtain a little bit, like, you know, we're, we're like, oh, it was such a struggle. It was such a struggle. But we were still having the time of our lives on the travel sure. aspect. And, you know, people looking from behind this, like from not behind the scenes, just the surface. I mean, because this is actually even before Instagram. And like, I remember when we were in Italy and I was like, I'm going to make an EPOP Instagram account because Instagram was still kind of like it was happening then, you know, so people would, would see what we were doing or our friends would be like, Oh my gosh, you're traveling, you're doing all this stuff. And they were so jealous of us, but we were like, yeah, but we're also not 
financially successful right now. So we're having these beautiful experiences, but you know, we're trying to, to be entrepreneurs and build this business. And that part is not where we want it to be. So that's why in 2015, you know, we'd this whole time been renting out our home, um, you know, long-term and in 2015 in, we were actually in, it was in August or it was in July actually, because we were in, we were in Africa, we were in Kenya and we got an email from our tenants saying that they had to move out and they were giving us like 30 days notice that they were just, they, they could no longer, you know, make rent or whatever. And so we're like, okay, great. We're going to get home from this trip. And we've been traveling extensively for months and we're going to have to figure out what to do with this house now, because not only are we (laughs) traveling so much, but now we're going to have to pay for a mortgage of a house that like we're not living in and it's not being rented out. So that's when I was like, well, maybe we should live in it. That seems to make and a I little said, bit of no sense. No way. Travis was like, absolutely not. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's not how I remember this story. I said no way because I, I, I was like, well, we're either going to, again, we weren't making a ton of money. So I saw it as either we're paying this, you know, $1,200 mortgage every month or we're using that money to travel. And I didn't see that there was a way that we could do both. And our whole identity, and especially mine, was wrapped up in we're travel bloggers, we're travel podcasters, we're out seeing this world. And and you were you were the one who said, I, I mean, I, I believe this is almost verbatim. You said, well, I'm moving back into that house, so you can either move in or not. I don't care, but I'll be living there. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're making that sound cooler than what actually happened. <laughs> but I, maybe I put down, you know, an ultimatum, but... Basically, I felt strongly like in order for us to move forward in life, not just, you know, with our business, but we also wanted to start a family and we just needed to figure some things out and kind of be in one place, and have some type of stability to move things forward. I just felt really strongly like we have this opportunity that presented itself because literally we have no one to rent this house. Let's just move back in. And so then we thought, okay, well, when Trav kind of came around to the idea, he's like, well, how can we make this work for us? I do want to tell, I want to give you credit because I I don't want to skip over this. You said you're moving in and I really, this was August 1st. I remember the day and I begrudging was like, fine thinking, okay, well I'll stay here for like a day or two. (laughs) right we slept on like an air mattress and i'm not like we're, i'm gonna talk you out of this mm-hmm. and we're gonna get other renters in this is like uh whatever i that was my in my head on august 3rd i remember sitting on a very uncomfortable chair at a very uncomfortable desk in this one bedroom but saying oh my gosh i know i have decent wi-fi here like it was the makeshiftiest <laughs> office ever but saying wow, this feels good. Like I am not running around to cafes trying to find Wi-Fi. Maybe Heather's onto something. Maybe we do need a home base. And maybe, I I don't think I thought this eloquently about it, but I thought, okay, Heather's right. I think having a home base is good. Maybe it's the new, the next season of our life. Yeah. Um, again, I didn't have that much foresight to call it the next season of our life, I mean, but that's you what did I know. wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like, we needed something different in our lives at that time. And you know, you were much wiser than me <laughs> uh, for sure in yeah. that. And I, I realized 
after a few days that I was burnt out on the go, go, go travel lifestyle, trying to keep our head above water with the business while moving every couple of days, all that kind or of stuff. Or even every couple of weeks. You know, sometimes we would stay for a couple of weeks or even a month, but yeah, it was just too much. And, you know, at that time we'd been renting this house out for five years. And so it was in quite a bit of disrepair. So I just said to myself and I said to Travis for the whole month of August, I'm going to try to fix up this house, paint it, you know, make it a little bit nicer. I strategically started with his home office so that he would have a nice space to work while I was, you know, painting and fixing things up. And I can't remember if it was your idea or my idea, but I think it was yours that, okay, if we still want to travel, why don't we see if we can Airbnb this house when we leave? to make it work for us. Because at that time we didn't think, I mean, $1,200 is not very much for a mortgage. It's not even very much for rent now in 2022. But back then it was a lot to us. Yeah. It was crazy that we were teaching people these strategies of how, how to think outside the box. And we have been talking about how to, how to build a lifestyle of, of lifestyle freedom and, you know, how to use travel points like this unconventional thinking. And yet I was so blinded in our own life to say, well, it's either mortgage and house or travel. And, and it took a, you know, a couple of weeks for us to say, yeah. imagine Travis is a stubborn individual. It, so stubborn. I mean, it was like, I love that I'm giving you credit and now I'm, well, now I'm really like, it's transporting me back in time. And I'm like feeling, wow, that was a bit of a tough sell for sure. So <laughs> it took about a month, but then we thought, wait a second, Airbnb is around. It certainly wasn't as big as it is now, but it, it was, it, it was in the, in the know, right? Like people knew about this and we saw, well, we could try to Airbnb our house out when we travel and maybe we don't have to do a pay a mortgage while we travel. And so you got it ready. September, 2015, we took our first trip to South Africa. We put our house up for Airbnb. We we're going for three weeks. We we're all excited, pumped, like, oh man, people are going to book it. It looks great. We got it. The listing done right before we left. No, no, no. I did the listing while we were in South Africa. Okay. Okay. You, you we got because it ready. It was a it was a rush to get it finished yes. and, you know, take pictures on, like I took horrible pictures now that we know so much more about short-term renting. And we're it's all so funny to see that first listing that we ever put up. It was garbage people. It was not a good listing. Yeah. But we're all <laughs> excited and three weeks go by and no one books our house. And it was like another death blow of like, wait, we thought we could have our cake and eat it too. We can't. What are we going to do? So we got back from South Africa and we immediately, I, I think we we're home for one or two days. It was like a super quick mm -hmm. turnaround time. And we thought, and then we had to go to Phoenix just for five days. And so we didn't even clean the house. We didn't do anything like that because we, we weren't planning on running yeah. out because we're like, well, this won't work. And we go to get on the plane to go to Phoenix and someone wrote us a message like, can we book your house this weekend? We're like, we just had it perfect for three weeks. No one booked it. Now someone needs it. So we had to call. I think it was your sister maybe yeah, my cleaned sister, it for us. Can you please throw it, like clean the house? People want to book I mean, it. It wasn't that messy. We'd only just gotten home. But you know, we you set it up a certain way for people to rent it so that it looks good. It was this idea that we had worked so hard and it sat there and we thought we had failed. And then when we least accept it, expect it, someone books it. And then we thought, wow, this, this could work. And so we did that and Airbnb beat our house out every time we traveled. Now, was it always perfect? It's not like we had, we, we weren't in a super 
um, exclusive area that people, you know, we weren't at the beach, we weren't in the middle of a city or anything like that. We were just in the suburbs, but it would work, you know, it would pay some of our mortgage when we traveled and things like that. But it was the first taste of, of this idea of an unconventional lifestyle, of a freedom lifestyle, of having a home base, but being able to make some money off it. And that led us to then, specifically me, getting obsessed with this idea of should we buy an investment property? And this led us down this uh, trail of our short-term rentals, which we, we detailed in season one, but we'll just recap here a little bit because this now allowed us to change our thinking of, all right, we're not just going to have digital products. We're not just going to have podcasts and websites and the Paradise Pack and things like that, but we also want to start making money through real estate. We want to diversify and come up with other ways that we also really enjoy, like these things that we're very passionate about, Trav, being the search for real estate, which he's always enjoyed looking at and you know anytime we would travel would look at real estate listings but his passion for real estate and my passion for design we're like well this seems like a really good combination to make more money and diversify you know our income yeah and so i would call this like another next season of our life where from december 2016 through um may 2019 so about two and a half years we bought five properties um in philadelphia and we and we spent a lot of our time getting those ready getting them listed and and heather was pregnant um With during two both of our kids both during. of our kids <laughs> during this time so it was a very hectic time and again uh, a lot fell by the wayside some of that was the online business stuff but it for us it was this new again new projects of airbnbs and so we got those up again in, in a two and a half actually probably two year time frame. We, we bought five properties. We detail all that in our season one. If you haven't listened to that and you're interested in short-term rentals, go listen to season one because we talk all about that. But then come May of, um, of 2019, we had run the Paradise Pack for five years. This was the sixth year that we were running it. We did that and we decided that we wanted to take a break from running the Paradise Pack. Um, so we had done it for six years. It had been wildly successful, especially years three and four had done fantastically well. We ended up breaking $300,000 in sales in 2016. And I think 2017 was very close to that as well. So, but we started to see stuff, um, kind of decline a little bit. And I, I, I now know why that was, but we decided to put that on hiatus and instead launch a coaching program about how to help people build towards this lifestyle freedom. And we did that in January of 2020. And then of course, everyone knows, February, March, 2020, the pandemic hits. Yeah. And so, you know, we we continued this coaching program. I Some could say it's good timing, some could say it's bad timing. It really just was the timing where we started talking about how people could build a lifestyle of freedom and the good timing part comes that a lot of people now were working from home. So they understood like location freedom a little bit. Maybe they couldn't go to the beaches of Thailand and work, but they started to see that there was some things they could do differently. Uh, the bad timing might've come in that, you know, people weren't really thinking of for a while about how to build a new lifestyle. They were just saying, what the heck is happening with our world? Yeah. And you know, the whole traveling aspect was no longer, yeah, it was no longer even part of the equation because you just couldn't go anywhere. Right. So it wasn't like, Hey, build a lifestyle so that you can travel around the world because no one was traveling. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of 
people who had regular jobs, you know, got thrown for a loop during the past two years of this pandemic. But, you know, for us, we were like, well, we still have the triangle of freedom for the most part. And even if location freedom didn't mean we could do whatever we wanted, it did mean that we still weren't like we could travel domestically and we still could work from wherever we wanted. It just didn't mean we weren't internationally traveling. So yes. Much. Yeah. So, you know, that's when we decided, okay, I think a lot of people in the world had these same questions. You know, you had a lot of self-reflection and you're like, well, what do we want from life? Really? I mean, we're sitting here, we're all, you know, stuck at home. What do we want? Where do we want to be? Where do we want to live? If we could live anywhere, this is a question we've asked ourselves so many times. Like, well, if these things weren't a factor, where in the world would be your ideal place to live? And, you know, for us, it was the beach. Yeah. And we realized that most of the things that we didn't have a lot of factors holding us to a certain spot outside of Philadelphia, we had friends and we have family, but really we had, we had the triangle freedom and we had location freedom. We have time freedom, you know, we're working towards financial freedom. And so it was the beach and we started looking and August, 2020, we ended up buying a house down here in North Carolina on the beach when most people were, you know, again, still fairly wary about what they were going to do. And we just took it as an opportunity. What was crazy, I think, had to back it up, 2020 was going to be a year, you know, we had home based and we had still traveled. When we moved back into our house, August, 2015, didn't mean we didn't travel, but we certainly slowed down and slowed down with kids. And you all have heard about that. If you've listened to the podcast at all, where we would take longer trips and we weren't as go, go, go. But 2020, 2020 was actually supposed to be a bit more go, go, go than the years previous. Yeah. We had my sister's wedding in Panama. We planned to go to Bulgaria all of August. We planned plan to go to South Africa again in September of 2020. We had conferences in between there. So we actually started 2020 looking at our schedule saying, uh-oh. This is going to be a doozy of a year. Yeah, like are we getting back on that treadmill? And of course, all of that got canceled. And one of the ways, one of the blessings of that was that it allowed us the time and space to think about where we wanted to be, to do the research of what we wanted where we wanted to live, to find a place we wanted to live, and then to buy a property and move down here. Yeah. And so, you know, I think our journey now, you know, we're coming pretty close to where we are in the actual timeline of events, you know, buying our dream house in a pretty dream location for us. Um, Which should be noted, I don't want to cut you off, but we still rent this out. So yeah. similar to when we talked about our house when we moved back in in August 2015, we realized the only way we could afford this house was if we rented it out, especially during the summer, during peak season. But what was neat about that is five years ago, when we first listed our other house on Airbnb, and and it didn't and it flopped for that three week trip to South Africa, and then and then it and then we got that first booking in when we went to Phoenix. You know, little did we know that that mindset shift of saying, "Wait, we don't have to just own a home and live in it, and it can't be a moneymaker for us." That five years down the road, because we knew we could do that, it would allow us to end up in a house that really was our dream house. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point for sure because, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that these shifts are happening in our mind until we look back at them and we're like, yeah, that shift allowed us to say, hey, we can buy this very expensive house on the beach because we know that because we've been in the short-term rental 
market for a couple of years now, we know that it will make the numbers that we need it to make in order to afford it and afford to live here for most of the year. And even at the time we bought this house, I want to mention that, you know, of course, Trav found the house and Trav's like, okay, there's a house in North Carolina. And I'm like, well, I don't want to move to North Carolina because all of our friends and family are here in Philadelphia. But Trav's like, well, what if we don't sell our house here in Pennsylvania? You know, we just rent it out, right? And then we can see if we like North Carolina. That to me was one of the coolest things that we could kind of just try it on. This whole idea of, you know, having another home, not that it was like a second home, you know, but it was like a money making profitable business, but that we could say, hey, let's buy this house. Let's keep our other house and rent it out and see if we even like living in North Carolina. Yeah. And again, if you're listening, it's like, well, you bought two homes. Isn't that? Both of those homes paid for themselves. Like we actually pay zero dollars a year to live in this house. Because when we add up all the money we spend on accommodations and then how much we make from the house that we're living in, it pays for itself by renting it 10 weeks in the summer. So there's a lot of weight, you know, going back to 2015 when it was like, oh my gosh, we're either living in a house and tra- and paying a mortgage or we're traveling. And it was an, it was a, or statement, right? It was, and I, that's how my mind was. We either are travelers or we're stuck somewhere. Five years later, almost to that exact day, because we moved in here August 3rd, 2020. So almost exactly five years later, we were able to buy this house. And it was a completely different mindset of, wow, because we're flexible in the way we're thinking about this, we're actually not even paying to live in a beachfront house. It's paying for itself. And we can try it on, as Heather mentioned, because we're going to rent that house out in Philadelphia, live here, rent this one out. If it doesn't work, we'll rent the beach house out fully and we'll move back. And it's just, it, it's a completely different way of looking at life and saying stuff is way more fluid than we, than we make it out to be. And that's yeah. where lifestyle freedom comes in. It's like, it doesn't have to be so uh, standard like it doesn't have to be a plus b equals c you know we take a lot of different term turns in the road and it's also maybe not always as easy or it doesn't look of course it doesn't look exactly the same like sometimes when we have to rent this house out and i'm the one who gets it ready and i'm like oh it's kind of a lot of work to like pack up our things and, you know i'm like oh this is a bit of a slog i wish we didn't have to do this but then i remember what trav just said well we're living beachfront and we don't have a mortgage because it pays for itself, you know, that's worth it to us. Even though there are aspects that are a little more challenging than, you know, if you just live in your house 365 days a year. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you, if you're listening, like I would never rent my, my primary house out. That doesn't, we're not saying you have to do that. We're just saying there are a lot of options nowadays to look at stuff a little less conventionally and say, if I'm prioritizing X, Y, and Z, and this is the lifestyle I want to have. How can I get there with the situation that I'm currently in? And there's more than just one answer. So for us, we bought the Peach House uh, August 2020. Uh, exactly 365 days later, we bought an investment property here at the beach as well. The, these cottages that we now own that again, we talk about in the short-term rental one. So you can go listen to that season if you want. But one of the neat things that we've done the last two years in January and February, March of 2020, one, and in January, February, March of 2022, we actually went down to Costa Rica and spent last year three months there and this year one month. And again, we were able to go and spend that extended amount of time there because we were renting our property out and it was paying for us to be in Costa Rica. And 
that is a much different season of life than we were in before because it was much longer travel. Three months in Costa Rica was the longest we'd ever spent anywhere. And we really bunked in, met other families. And and I would just tell you, it was really amazing for our kids as well. So I think we've kind of come into a new season where we say, we want to have a home base. We want to spend a good amount of time in our home base. We still want to travel from it. But when we travel, it's going to be a little more, not a little more, a lot more intentional than it was seven or eight years ago. Um, both financially because this place is going to pay for our travels when we rent it out, but also we're just more structured in where we're going to go and why versus saying, oh man, there's a cheap ticket. I'm going here and being super spontaneous because while that worked for us for a little bit, you know, the 2012 through 2015 years, we realize now we don't want to do that as much because it, it upends a lot of the stuff that we worked hard to build. Yeah, because, you know, it does take planning to run so many different businesses. And I think if we kind of bring this around full circle, like this is our journey. Not everybody's journey looks like this. There's a lot of different paths that we took. And in fact, you know, we put on Instagram last week that we wanted to answer any questions that you all have about our journey to location independence. And the main question that got asked and that people always ask us is how did you decide what to do? You know, like I have all, I have skills or I don't think I have any skills and like, how do you narrow down what it is you want to do now? But looking at our timeline and our path and our journey, you know, there's quite a few different things, but in the end, it was, you know, building our online business um, and, and investing in short-term rentals in real estate. And so I think that something that we'll talk about more in this podcast, you know, especially in the Ask Us Anything episode will be Travis has especially a lot of strategies for helping people kind of hone in their skill sets and figuring out how they can achieve this lifestyle. Remember, I was selling vacuum cleaners <laughs> door to door because I just didn't want a regular job. I mean, that's how adamant I was about not going back to teaching and having a regular job. And so I would not recommend you sell vacuum cleaners door to door, excuse me, cleaning systems door to door. But it took us a while to figure out, right? I told you we started the, the website and it was making money and then it wasn't making money on my birthday. And then I launched a course and that did okay. And then we did a the Paradise Pack. Then we started a community. But a lot of that took three, four, five years to figure out. And since it took me so long to figure it out and since it took Jason so long to figure it out and since we've been able to help thousands, honestly, tens of thousands of people figure it out and figure it out quickly, we have systems in place that allow you to figure out how you can make money a lot quicker than it than it was for for us and so now we know that as heather mentioned we like short-term rentals we like the online business you know are we brought the paradise pack back after a three-year hiatus it is back because that is such a passion of ours is saying it took us a long time. You just heard 57 minutes of our journey, <laughs> right? And that's just, that's the tip that's the of the iceberg. Version. Yeah. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's the shortened version of our journey. It doesn't need to take you three, four, five years of dreaming about it, of working 60, 70 hours a week to make it work. You can get there a lot quicker. And one of the ways to do that is to grab the Paradise Pack, to get involved there, to use those resources and to learn from people who have done it. That's the best way to get places faster with less heartache, 
less pain is to learn from other people who have done it. And so we've now, now it's been over 10 years. I didn't even think about that, but January 1st, Mm -hmm. 2012, I started extra pack of peanuts with no idea how to make money off of it. I just started a blog and now we're over 10 years into it. And our journey has taken a lot of, uh, winding roads to get here but that doesn't mean that your journey has to be as difficult as ours and everything we do here at epop and at location india and at the paradise pack is to help you get there with again less tears less heartache (laughs) and to get there quicker because there's a lot of mistakes we made that that you would not and should not have to make and so that's where we are And, and and i think for this season of our life we're really comfortable with having a house that we rent out and that doesn't have to be you, but for us, having a house that we rent out, traveling throughout parts of the year, but really also spending more time in a place that we love where we live right now so that we can focus on building the businesses and building our life and really kind of focusing on the financial freedom aspect part of it now versus running around and seeing as many places as possible. Yeah. So, you know, this episode was a lot of the details and kind of the nitty gritty details. But the next episode, we will be talking about the biggest perks of lifestyle freedom, which, you know, is going to be pretty fun because let me tell you, there are a lot of amazing things about this lifestyle. And I think that's kind of the highlight reel that people always see or talk about, you know, and say to us, wow, your life is so amazing. You know, you know, now all from listening that it was not an easy road. But there but are well worth big it. benefits to this lifestyle. Yeah, and episode two will will show you why it's worth it. Both the big, fancy, amazing Instagram things you see, but also some of the nitty gritty daily life things that we get to do that we wouldn't be able to do if we weren't able to have this lifestyle freedom. So that's coming up in the next episode. And we've got plenty more coming up as well. So uh, don't forget, we've got one episode coming out every day. So if you're listening to this live tomorrow, the next one's coming out. And also we'd be remiss if we didn't tell you that the reason we're doing all this is to celebrate the launch of the Paradise Pack, which is March 29th through April 4th, 2022. You can only buy it then. It's over 93% off what you would normally pay if you bought all the courses on your own. So it's a crazy deal. It's seven days only. You can do that by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. And the giveaway, if it's not over yet, go and join the Unleash Your Lifestyle giveaway March 20th through March 27th. You can go see that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway. That's $7,700 of travel stuff that's going to go to one lucky winner and then they get to bring a partner with them. So the big thing is two round-the-world plane tickets, guys. It's amazing. Um, so check it out, extrapackofpants.com slash giveaway. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and for being a part of our journey. Those of you who have just joined us on the podcast or are new listeners, thank you. Those of us who, those of you who have been with us for the last nine years, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Couldn't have done it without you. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk. Till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you See you again someday.
I've never said out loud that it's been over 10 years since I started that little blog called Extra Pack of Peanuts. That's crazy.